Come with us to I Don't Get It, the gold medal podcast. We are the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons, champions in this regard, staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your bronzed, muscular, oiled co-host, flexing in front of you. My name is Bill Scurry, and I am the uh, championship of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which for the moment is the chalk guy at the Olympics, Noah. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. And I'm, jo- I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. I am your yogurt lid medal winning uh, <laughs> co-host, Noah Tarno, founder, senior quiz master of the big quiz thing, the trivia game show Spectacular. I was going to say, you know what I heard is that speaking of chalk, um, yeah. you know, the class, I always thought that the stuff they pat down with, put on their feet, their palms. You thought it was cocaine. You thought it was cocaine. I thought it was pure cocaine. I thought it was classic. Yeah, pure uncut Colombian flake. It was. <laughs> it sounds like a co- like a high-end coffee seller or something, you know. Colombian flake. Uh, yeah, but apparently <clears throat> the stuff they sell for classrooms is a particular kind of chalk. I forget the, the yes. breakdown of it, but the stuff. Ve- they, very high quality in classrooms. Yeah, the best. Extremely but the stuff, expensive. The stuff yeah. that the athletes pat themselves down with is like I think magnesium chloride, and in particular. Okay. The reason why they picked this chemical is because it interacts differently with the sweat glands and actually with sweat itself. The whole point of chalk is to create a um, completely slick surface so there's no skin pull off of friction. And regular No, it's to, it's to not create a slick surface, to reduce slickitude. Right? No, it's to, no, to completely reduce friction because otherwise yeah. the skin pulls well, off your hands. Oh, I thought the idea is like if you're a gymnast, you don't want to slide off the fucking. No, no, you you want like if you're doing the un- the parallels. What are they called? The unevens, the uneven bars. Uneven. All oh, right, you want to slide yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your... All that shit. Top I, guy. Shows what I know. I yeah. got it. I got a D minus in chalk in the vault. In, no, in sixth grade in chalk in chalk studies. Uh, sixth <laughs> grade, the the gymnastics thing. I remember Ms. Wilson, the meanest fucking teacher I ever had. That, that bitch. Gave me a D minus. Because I, I was like for 30 seconds fooling around on the vault and she gave me detention or detention made me sit to the side of the class. And that was like the only day to practice. And then we had to do our little fucking vault test. And I didn't know. So I got a D minus. Oh, that, you know, that explains And everything. that's why I didn't go to the good schools. That's the good, the good schools. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that kind of like tips. Are, actually, everybody already knows what this episode is because you, you, you clicked on it. You looked at the thumbnail. Yeah, it came know. through. You yeah. You know. You're, you're, shit. you're basically one of the two of us if you're listening to this. You're, you may even be one of the two of us. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Or a third one of us that the two of us create by standing so close to each other. It's like exactly. the. What is it? Uh, a firestorm with the professor in his head. That kind exactly. of exactly professor and and Ronnie Raymond. Ronnie Raymond combined to create uh, firestorm. When I was a little kid, he my grandmother would buy me old comic books mm-hmm. that she got at like a flea market or something. I remember this the first time I saw firestorm, and he scared me because his head was on fire. Yeah, that's true. They never explain in the comics the physics of that. Like no. I remember a, a picture of him lying down. Like how come you know the floor isn't burned i never understood that yeah i've I've always you know what i've always wanted is like a sidekick i could i could call professor like there's not we don't we don't we don't know enough people in life that just go by the one name sobriquet of professor oh and the world you think that's the solution to the world's ills that's what you think i I tell you it would would definitely uh, remedy my ill because i don't know many very many professors that i could call so you need a professor he's in wait but you so those of you don't know bill lives in amsterdam in uh I was about to say Germany. Oh, my brain's melting. Amsterdam, in the Germany. Netherlands. Isn't, 
Isn't like the Netherlands all about like universities and like isn't that all Utrecht and all those places? You it, should have a lot of professors there. Well, I, they, they are, but I'm just they have no. You know what? It is a, a, a part of Dutch society. They refuse to let me in. It's they, you know, there. I know there's like a. <laughs> I a wonder cloister. why. Yeah, there's a cloister they will not allow me entrance to, and it's it's the whole learned world uh, for it's, some reasons. It's it's because they're racist against you, Bill. They're they, racist against pasty Long Islanders. They hear me bellowing outside my open window about podcasts in English, and they know for sure they don't need any more yeah, of that in their lives. Not, they got plenty of it already. Shit! Why did we let this guy in? So yes, uh, our our topic is the the, the the all right. I'm going to be very specific about this, Noah. Our topic yes. is the 2020 Olympics, the games of the 32nd Olympiad, my yes. friend. Yes, uh, but these are still being called 2020, even though they are taking yeah. place in 2021. I don't quite know, yes. unless they spent the money on T-shirts and commemorative they, ashtrays. Yes, yeah, exactly. They didn't want to have to redo the letterhead. That is almost <laughs> literally it. The font they picked laid out perfectly the with two zeros. <laughs> they didn't want to rethink it. It really this. doesn't look good with a one. Let's just stick. No one will notice. Let's stick with 20. We don't, yeah, we don't do we don't do odd numbers for uh, uh, yeah. Summer Olympics, so that's what we're going to do. So yes, these are the 2020, the 32nd Olympiad, which are currently taking place in uh, Tokyo, Germany, uh, as we know. <laughs> uh, it began on July 23. It it it, it lasts a duration until August 8, um, having been postponed from last year to this yes. year, but still named yeah. for some reason. I wonder reason. why. Yeah. I wonder why. Still named after the Anna Cerebralis, which seems a, a ridiculous move. But hey, you know, it's just a bunch of weirdos and infected uh, rapists and whatnot who are, who are in charge of the Olympics these days. But, Jesus, man. Oh, we'll get into that. Um, so you guys know what the Olympics are. We don't need to explain to you. We're not talking about Olympics as a concept. We're talking about the phenomena of these Olympics right in the middle of it as best we can. Because yeah, I don't think me, neither me or Noah are chalked up. We're not. Um, <sighs> we don't have our Michael Phelps uh, latissimus dorsi ready for the games. We're just we're just out here doing the best we can. Um, stands are empty. Um, the most you know there are TV cameras, there are commentators, there there are crews, but there's no spectators watching these things. So it's a very strange visual. Uh, and more and more athletes are infected with breakthrough, breakthrough cases of COVID as they, you know, people who are double vaccinated. Lovely, lovely, yeah, lovely, lovely. Uh, as this happening to everyone. There, there, there were at least a couple of American athletes who weren't vaxxed and were just kicked off, right? Oh, I think, well, probably. I mean, that stands to reason that yes. I mean, is there an, there should be, is there an official requirement to participate? You have to be vaxxed? I think so. I think that they weren't going to uh, let that go otherwise, yeah. I have no doubt. Considering that my little pissant business has a requirement that you have to be vaxxed to like lead an event, I would hope the motherfucking Olympics has that requirement. You'd think so, right? But you, ne you never know in this crazy world of ours. So let's see what else we got here on the list, uh, the punch list. You got the Simone Biles was, was, was dogged by needless controversy. Um, but, you know, there, for all the bad things we, we can talk about, there are obviously a lot of good things yeah, here as well. Great thing. Turkmenistan and San Marino won their first ever medals. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't San, quite. Do you know how many people are in San? Turkmenistan is monstrous. Turkmenistan yeah. is like the size of like five Alaskas. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's like 12 people. San Marino's got like four <laughs> people in it. And but it's, it's, it's literally yeah. the size of like my kitchen table. San, Mar San Marino looks like a corner store somewhere in Andorra. Yeah, it's right. it's they, it is and, a and, and, subject of Andorra precisely. And and they won a medal. Like good for them. Uh, good for so them. That's a good story. <clears throat> and the story of Suni Lee. You know about Suni Lee? Yeah, from last night or the night before or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. she is she is a member of the Hmong community in yeah. Saint Paul, which I learned a fair amount 
uh, living in, um, not living, uh, going to college in Minnesota where we had the best thing I learned. There was a guy at my school who was Hmong. You know, they were they were mountain people of the country of Laos and they assisted the U.S. during the Vietnam War. And as a result, many of them were brought to the U.S. and, and a huge number of them settled in St. Paul. The coolest thing I learned about, <laughs> this is sad, I say this is the coolest. This is what's stuck in my head. I'm sorry, Hmong people. Um, is that Hmong, the Hmong have only something like 15 last names total. And like half of those last names, when transliterated into English, begin with the letter X. So if you open the uh, St. Paul, I mean, this is in the 90s. If you open a St. Paul phone book and you go to like X, it's like just pages and pages of the same five last names over right. and over and over again. Right. So there you go. You know, I have a little crackpot. Thing. That, that's important. That's important that I brought I, that I up. never quite understood why when it comes to um, translating names, especially Asian yeah. last names, uh, yeah. out of out of their native languages into English, we adopt this very strange construction of X's and Q's uh, standing in for like Ching and, and uh, Shang, yeah, you know, these things. Why I never don't we quite use understood. more familiar consonant forms in our language? Yeah, it's like what's the, you're not yeah. you're not doing any of the service if it's transliterated. But for some reason, I think right. this is this is the system called pinion. I forget. There's one of these guys around the turn of the century. It's called all, rack and pinion steering. Yeah, yeah. He created this yeah. this system for transliterating. But then that's that's what you, the the Q becomes a, a ch sound. Yeah. And X becomes a sh. It's like there's no. I honestly, I look at Chinese names. I look at Asians names, and sometimes I don't know how to pronounce them because I don't know how the X is behaving or how the Q is behaving or so on and so forth. Very very strange stuff. I think I think what's going on is some nerd who developed that system, some white American nerd who developed No, I think that he was system. British. He was British. All right, British, whatever. Some white nerd mm-hmm. uh, said, oh, well, it isn't really Cha. Like there's some slight difference. Yeah, and he I felt like Cha is inaccurate, so we have to use the, the X and it's this really specific thing that you need like years of training to pronounce carefully. And instead of actually making it user friendly, again, he's locked in his fucking library somewhere in Cambridge, and he 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 is he is more a slave to quote unquote accuracy than the whole point of this whole endeavor was. How the right. fuck do I say this person's name? Yeah, you made you made it more difficult um, than it needed to be as a result. Right, period. exactly. You ruin the whole purpose of it because you live in an ivory tower and you don't understand how the world works. That's just my uninformed opinion. I appreciate it. It's more theory than I had so far. Anyway, getting back, yeah. to, getting back to the topic. So you, anyway, so Suni Lee, first yeah. Hmong person to win a medal. The Hmong community is very tight-knit in St. Paul. They're very proud of her, very excited. I read a brief interview with someone there. So that's nice, you know, good oh, for yeah, her. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, but yeah. like this, this, it's weird, man. I think one of the things I wanted to talk about with this is that, look, we know the, the world has been pulling itself in twain for, for years now. And, you know, international differences have existed for as long as it, there's been games. You know, it's really weird. There, it, there are, I should even say, they're as pronounced today as they were certainly during the wartime, during the Cold War. Some of these things are not new conditions. It's just that the, the w- countries of the world and the people of the planet interact differently than they have before. And there's, in, in many ways, a lot more intimacy than has ever been there before, but also stark differences <clears throat> and the way people behave, um, especially during a pandemic. There's a lot of things that make this a different kind of Olympiad. And there's a lot of things just about this is, you're looking at the future of something on this level and how it's going to proceed as a standard from here on out. I think we can look at this and say, well, what you see now is what you're going to get, and it's only going to get weirder as we go along. You know, This is being scrutinized, and I think we're here to sort yeah. of do some of that scrutiny. But anyway, tell me about your experience. Uh, you, you brought this up. It's a very good my, idea, but what, yeah. what, is, like, what is your impression of what's going on? My, my, my experience at the Olympics. Yeah. So 
Uh, I, I mean, let's take a moment to talk about my opinion of the Olympics in general, not just tied to the unusual iteration of the Olympics this year. But um, look, I've I've always felt like the Olympics are nice, but you know why? If we're gonna get together on this scale, like let's do something that actually has. I mean, I know there's a benefit and all that, but nationalism is always a double-edged sword in terms of any benefit. Um, and also, if we're going to do this nice thing, why can't it just be fun? But it can't just be fun because people, and not just Americans, take sports way too motherfucking seriously. I mean, my, my rant in the United States is always, why is my tax money paying for a stadium? Like, I don't like to go to sporting events. Why should I pay for sporting events? Or if I pay for the stadium, why can't I go to the event for free? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. But this isn't strictly an American problem. I, there's a quote that actually I, 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 it's been misquoted a lot, so I looked up the actual quote. Bill Shankly, who was a Scottish uh, soccer coach and for many years he was manager of the Liverpool team, said, quote, some people believe football, meaning soccer, is a matter of life and death. I am very disappointed with that attitude. I can assure you it is much, much more important than that. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just my point that this is – it's not just Americans and it's not just Western. You sent me those things about um, China, China Oof, right now. Chilling, the, yeah. I mean, basically torturing young people to win gold medals. Uh, so, you know, this can't just be fun because humans are humans and we take sports way too motherfucking seriously. I also think the Olympics are a scam in that these countries and these cities trip over each other to host them and they lose money and they're always a mess. And, um, when I lived in Montreal in the early nineties, it was, you know, they had built, they had hosted the Olympics in 1976 and they had built a new stadium, the Olympic stadium, it was still called. And, uh, at the time, the Montreal Expos who still existed played there. And the, the thing was a constant joke in Montreal. It was still falling apart. They were still paying for it. So uh, I actually read an abstract of, an, of a scholarly article from the journal World Economics that basically laid out in ironclad proof that the Olympics lose money for everyone. Uh, London in 2012, the city brought in about 3.5 billion U.S. in revenues and spent in excess of 18 billion dollars. Um, and it's just, it's always a mess. Although I will say this, you know, it's Olympics are coming back to the U.S. in 2028, assuming we're still a democracy, and um, in L.A. And L.A. has been praised for its bid because um, successful bid because they are making unprecedented use of existing infrastructure which they and had they had go. olympics there they have well in 1984 yeah but you a lot of cities do it like new york when we lived there they, they were going to build down to yeah, yeah. two stadiums that at worst just needed to be refurbished to build two new stadiums what, what a goddamn motherfucking waste but they just want to seem like big shots so you know that's nice well, japan was 15 billion 15.4 billion in investment I, you know i i don't doubt it so let's talk so i'm i'm I think the Olympics are nice, but not the way we do it. The way we as a world, as a race, as a, as a, as a species do it is just not, I mean, it's more harm than good. Um, so let's talk of the specific things about this. The Olympics, of course, were scheduled for last year on the regular schedule, and they were holding out hope as long as they could not to reschedule, not to reschedule. Um, March 20, I mean, it was March, and Japan was saying, yeah, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then I think it all fell apart the last week of March. March 23rd, Canada and Australia said, we're out. We're not doing it. Um, and I think the next day, Japan pulled the plug at a cost of 
billion dollars to Japan, U.S. Uh, no, Japanese dollars. Okay, um, and uh, the people of Japan never really. I mean, they're not on board. Um, multiple medical organizations in the country have voiced opposition. They said they should have just flat out canceled it. Uh, April 2021 opinion poll saw 40% of participants support cancellation of the games. Yeah, man. How about that? 33% support a second postponement. Uh, so, you know, and then... But I'm going to say this. A Toyota had to cancel all its advertising in Japan because public sentiment was so against it. Apparently, there have been some events where you can hear, because there's no crowd there, you can hear the protests outside. <laughs> um, wow. Right. Although, why are you gathered protesting outside if the whole problem is getting people together? Um, but, look, they were in a bind. What the fuck? I mean, I guess they could have canceled. They could have. They totally could have canceled. But, you know, I mean, they canceled twice during World War II, right? Yeah. Um, have they canceled? I mean, there were boycotts, but I think those are the only times it was actually canceled. It has canceled. not been canceled in recent games. memory, no. The, this, this, yeah, this year, right. for, this year furlough would have been, I mean, not new territory, just uh, I mean, appropriate territory. And I don't think they could have postponed again. I mean, the Winter Olympics are coming up in less than a year. So. Yeah. So also, look, I mean, Japan was like here. I mean, if you had asked me two weeks ago, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Now I'm not sure, right? Because people are fucking stupid. And Japan's problem isn't so much we won't get vaccinated. It's that, like Europe, like where you are, they made the wrong gamble about vaccines, so the supplies just aren't there. Um, you know, I think they were in a bind. They had to move forward. The public pressure was too strong. Again, people taking Olympics too seriously, the money being thrown at it, too strong. I think about the, sp the, sp you know, the space shuttle blowing up in the 80s was pressure from the fucking White House. President Reagan is giving his um, State of the Union. He wants to be able to say they're up there. So don't talk to me about another delay. Make it happen. There were a lot of doubts at NASA. This, we should put, put this off again. And the pressure was too strong, and they didn't. And it Boiled sometimes when that yeah. happens, sometimes when that happens, you take the gamble and it works. And sometimes it doesn't, like the fire festival. Fortunately, no one died at the fire festival. So they crossed their fingers. They went ahead with it. And it's looking like a problem. I mean, I think the Olympics, the games, aren't the disaster people thought. But, like, cases in Japan are through the roof, right, right now. The Prime Minister of Japan is saying it's not the fault of the Olympics. Give yeah, me but a break, athletes right? are driving up by the day, you know. They're, they're yeah. just, you know, once they get a break, yeah. they're infection. You're, yeah. out, you're out. Back to the hotel room. And then, and that's it for right, the rest of the show. You know, the heartbreak. You spend your whole life. Yeah, you're fucked. You that. get fucked by it. Yeah. And you're and you're fucked by it. And it's, you know, that's not your fault. I mean, Dude, what people about, who won't get vaccinated go fuck yourself. What about Shikari Richardson? You read her story? Uh, she's the one that I, got tagged. I did with not. That, she got tagged with that uh, marijuana positive beforehand. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's her. Yes, I didn't. I, yeah. I mean, talk about I mean, that's antiquated. Just stupid. That's just that stupid. That is beyond. It's just fucking dumb. Do you remember in 1998, the first year they had snowboarding in the Olympics? It was like the snowboarder tested positive for marijuana. Like, yeah, you think? You think a snowboarder tested positive for marijuana? Like, Bill tests like positive for whiskey. Yeah. Even yeah. stupider now because marijuana is like legal in, legal yeah, in so many states. Yeah, I realize it's cross, um, cross national as all these weird fucking. So, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so that's all a problem. Now let's talk about the other issues with the games. A couple other. Uh, you sent me those. Things. I mean, this is not just this year, but China. You know, I mean, look, this is going to be the Chinese century, and they're going at it hard, the way China always does. And you sent me those articles, but basically, they're farming. They're they're taking kids, they're recruiting them, taking them from their homes, 
putting them in these events that like they have no aptitude for, but like this is something you can get good at if you work at it 20 yeah. hours a day. Robotically so and monotonous, monotonously. We're going to turn you into a motherfucking robot. We're going to pump some little girl up with male hormones yeah. so she can lift weights. And, and by gr- the way— and grow a beard. Right, right, because female weightlifting is something other countries don't focus on. We don't give a shit what it is. It's just the easiest way to get gold because the U.S. and Russia aren't focused on it. And then now she's 25 years old. She wants to have a baby, but she can't because she has a pair of balls growing her, from her vulva. So I don't think that's so, so to speak, So to speak, folks, yeah. So it's to speak. Manner of speaking. You know, it's to coin a phrase. To coin a phrase. Uh, yeah. so, so that's not good. Then the stupidest thing is the ROC, oh, the God. Russian Olympic this is Committee. A farce. This is a fucking it's, farce. It's not Russia. It's not Russia, but it's the Russian Olympic Committee made up of people from Russia uh, playing not under the Russian flag, but under an Olympic flag with the Russian colors on it. Um, so in 2019, Russia got caught doping. The WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency, caught them doping in the stupidest way, basically like handing drugs through a hole in the wall. And they had to they had to issue some kind of sanction. So they said, sorry, you can't compete for four years. No, you can't compete for two years. No, you can compete, but you can't be Russia. You got to be the Russian Olympic Committee. When you win, you can't play the Russian theme. You got to play the Olympic theme. It's slap on the wrist understates it. But again, what could they do? Yeah, I mean, I uh-huh. guess they could have fucking banned Russia. So sure. I guess they could have done that. Sure. Um, and then I want to briefly address the Simone Biles thing. So, look, I, I, I'm i in no position to judge whether she did the right thing. I, there's, you know, she didn't quit. She didn't run home to mommy the first week of, of, of preschool gymnastics class. She worked her fucking ass off to get where she is. So I don't think we can question her toughness, her resilience, and things like that. And if this is a mental health issue, the only one who could judge is she herself and maybe her doctor or her closest intimates or family. So we certainly can't judge. Um, so I, I feel sorry for her because she did work this hard. I know it's a dream and there's got to be some part that, you know, her heart was broken to let it go. But again, that was her decision. And I guess this is good if it, um, you know, people say this opens the discussion about mental health. I mean, all right. But as all discussions in America, we can discuss the serious issues, and many of us do, but there's still the roadblock of the one-third of the country that refuses to discuss anything of value. So, you know, I don't know if it's changing the discussion will have any effect whatsoever, and we'll keep seeing bad takes like the Washington—I saw this headline, the Washington Times, which is a piece of shit cult newspaper, saying Simone Biles quitting is the wussification of America. I mean— You want to call her, you know, you, 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 you can't handle wearing a fucking mask at CVS and you're questioning Simone Biles. Who's already the best of all time, you know? Yeah, go fuck yourself. So I feel sorry for her. I think it's sad, but, you know, look, it's, it's her choice and I, I hope she made ultimately the right choice for herself. I hope she doesn't end up regretting it, but, you know, it's, it's not for me to say, I guess. You know, there's the, the anecdotes you said are all great. Um, there's also, there was the, the women's whether the Norwegian handball team who was fined some ridiculous uh, fee per person for wearing um, 
longer than appropriate shorts. They were yes, supposed to wear right. a bikini cut bottom and they put on spandex In shorts. handball. In yeah. handball. Oh, yeah. Because all the guys who, who jerk off watching handball are really going to be disappointed. And, and, you know that's someone's fetish, though. Rule 34. Come on. That's true. And and there's the swimmer guy, Ryan Murphy. While he, he finished in the top three, I don't know what the fuck distance he... Um, uh, uh, swims in but like minutes after he won won a gold or a bronze or silver whatever the fuck it was he instantly starts saying i know that this field there's doping in this competition and it there was a russian dude the russian dude won the gold and then they went asked the guy with the translator and it's like are you doped up and he says you know it's like i always go for a clean sport i take these accusations very seriously you know and it's like um yeah this is all happening in real time my point is is that uh, all these things you mentioned it, the environment, the way it this this superheated, fractious. Right. We can't just fucking get together and play games. Well, right? We can't get together and play games. We have to destroy ourselves over it. I wouldn't this is say. The problem. I don't think it's destroying each other because look, a lot of this stuff is is first of all, it's just the way in which human beings interact with each other now. You know, the, the, there's no the lack of comedy is for real. We all know this, and you don't need to be in America. You don't need to be in Oklahoma or something to know that there's no more comedy left in this country. Well, that country, I should say. Um, but the way in which people regard each other. You know, uh, uh, the Olympics themselves have done a, a terrific job of demeaning the very, you know, like going, what is it? Is Juan Antonio Samaranch that was the big Utah Olympics, the Salt Lake City scandal that happened in the 90s where they was like payola to get hosted in Utah. And that was like a big mm -hmm. black guy. It wasn't quite as bad as the Catholic Church. That, but that was, was that was going to be Mitt Romney's springboard to the presidency. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it turned it turned out that, it yeah. turned to be rife with scandal because it was a so quid yeah. pro quos and money and payoff and all that shit. And it's like again, the 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 IOC was already rife with so many bad actors and so so much bad decision making, and also a complete lack of uh, fiber of be, being able to do like you say. How do you punish the Russians for this? Besides, oh yeah, here's a different costume, here's a different color, different speedos that you're wearing, but essentially everything gets to happen. Um, with I'm, I'm yeah. sure, I have no doubt that Putin's organization is doping exactly the same rate speed that they were oh fought four or five years ago it's I mean, still fucking, happening uh ivan drago there's that scene where you see the needle going into his arm and that was a documentary that. yeah that was a documentary and that, that was year. a documentary <laughs> so i guess we can ask why do people love or care about the olympics uh why do people or why are people caring even now knowing how you know, problematic the Olympics are this year with the postponement, with the cons. I mean, the fact that it's 2020, I feel like it's constantly shoving it in our face. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could see that as positive. Like, we managed to do it anyway. We beat 2020. If you want to, sure, you can say that. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I, I see it as depressing. Um, but well, I, I don't know why. Why? Why do people care about the Olympics any that's, in the that's, first place? And why? Yeah. And why do they still care now this year, considering everything? I, I can make a conjecture because I personally don't. I've never cared for the Olympics. I never understood it. I, you know, I think for me the takeaway from the Olympics is that you're watching a million people do nearly the same identical thing to within an angstrom's difference. And you're somehow supposed to know the difference between, you know, this 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 gainer or this axle or this sal cow, sal chow or, you know, like the, these movements are so fine and precise and everyone cracks them off to within, you know, a fraction of a difference. Swimming speeds. 
come down to a thousandth of a second. And it's like, how, how is it? How am I supposed to get excited about the difference, which looks like this? I can't. Yeah, I, I'm making a gesture to know on the camera. You guys wouldn't see that, but yes. but my point is, it was is very, that, it was very helpful, people. It was very, very helpful. helpful. Yeah, it was a jerk off yeah. gesture. That's my point. Um, so I mean, I personally never understood it. Just as I don't, I don't understand why anyone watches baseball or hell here, the, the fucking football, European football, soccer. I don't get how crazy everyone went for that thing here, but. If I had to make a theory, here's what here's what my notes say. No, it says there, there's a, there is an impression the Olympics have maintained through war and strife disagreements that it was an even merit based playing field. So <laughs> so people get the they get excited about the culmination every four years, you know, two and two for the winters and summers that you know years of training get to be sorted out in in, in a Roman Colosseum, if you will, right? And I think we know about this from the summers, right? That the sexiest sports. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Really, seem to be gymnastics and swimming. Those are the ones that wind up being yeah. the, the sort of um, which is buzzy. which is ironic because the average American doesn't give two shits about those sports, you know, in a non-Olympic year. No, it's true. It's true. And I mean, I I heard um, some people say something like watching gymnastics as a young kid really, you know, like it gets into you as a viewer, and it's like you have to adopt. You're not going to come across gymnastics as a viewer quiescently. You kind of have to look at look look up for it because it's not televised, other than if it's a big event. And there's really no reason you should pay attention to it. It's not something performative like baseball or any of the sports in America. So I mean, it's weird that that. Gymnastics and swimming are the things that kick out. That's like the hero factory. I mean, I guess to some degree in the old days, it, well, no, I mean, it is still running to sprinting and things like that. That's where you get your, your, your sexiest sort of Olympians come from those kind of disciplines. And I don't know why in particular those wind up being, but that's, that's you, you get it. It's a, it's a hero mill. And on top of that, you also get this idea that, um, you know, and I, I, I don't mean to, to demean your, your lovely hobby here, though, but I also think that these storylines are almost as contrived as Vince McMahon's WWF storylines. You know, there, there is. Yeah, but but, you know, my theory why wrestling is the most honest sport, because it's because yeah, they admit it and they lean into it. Yeah. And, and this doesn't. Yeah. This, this is, you know, people uh, as they like to do, you impute these these narratives on athletes right. when in reality, right. athletes are just men who have nothing to say. With the or rare exception. If, of if you're talking do. popular American sports, they're usually not heroes. They're usually villains. <laughs> and we're turning villains into heroes. Oh, let's cheer for the fucking, at best, date rape, at worst date rapist, at yeah. best, Mur most boring murder being you've yeah, ever met. Right, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Do you have, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of my notes. That's, somebody yeah, here wrote this in my notes, Noah. Somebody who knows someone snuck an elf snuck in the middle of the night. One of those. What? What? Are they, what? Are, what is Dutch folklore? What are the version of little elves or fairies? What are they in? in well, they Dutch they folklore? have what a they figure. Called? They have a gnome. Brownies are brownies Dutch gnomes. Or no, Dutch? the gnome is called a kabouter. The redheaded kabouter. gnome. A kabouter. Yeah, but okay. I, I think that's just a fairy tale character. It's not really something they believe in. But where is the country where there's the evil Santa? Not Krampus, or maybe it's Krampus. Krampus is German. I remember reading about this. I thought it was Netherlands. Where like someone sneaks in, puts the kid in a sack, and takes him away. That's Svarte Piet. Svarte Piet. Yeah, the Black Piet. Is that's that the, Black yeah. Piet? And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Dutch. And yes, he does that. Yes. Yes. Have you seen him? Well, no, because we haven't had very many Christmases here. But there's a culture war okay. going on over the portrayers of Black Piet because it involves oh, because his name is Black. It well involves blackface. Oh, so people wear black. Oh, you know, I heard about that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, pro about. probably, probably time to move on from that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so yeah, why? I mean, look, the mania of sports. I talked about football is more important than life and death. But you're never just going to have people getting together in the park and playing sports and having a good time and hugging each other. It's going to have to be 
this quest for the gold and unstoppable and cheating and working every advantage and every angle and shooting yourself if you fail and running kids through a mill starting at the age of, you know, fetus. And it's just, it's going to happen. But especially now that the world feels fractured, that things seem dangerous, that we feel bottled up from the pandemic, we're going to want this release, this glory, right? Um, we're going to need it. I mean, maybe not me and you, but sports fans are going to need it. We're going to embrace nationalism. I mean, you want to talk to the United States, you know, I think there's a pervasive sense, and this is one thing the right and the left can agree on, which is, you know, America is dying. Now, the right believes in it for all the wrong reasons. They think brown people being paid attention to to any extent means America's dying. But I think we all feel like America needs a boost in some sense, and Hey, something to be proud of, you know, uh, an athlete working hard, achieving something. They seem like a nice person. We could fool ourselves into, see, into saying it's an honest accomplishment. It's a merit-based, you know, based, you know? merit-based. Or if they, you know, most of the athletes, they shake hands their opponents afterward. They're they're good sports, show good sportsmanship. You know, we we can't find. There's something to feel proud about that. I mean, certainly more proud than like winning a war or something. So I think it's something people especially need now. And yes, you can spin the 2021 Olympics as a victory over the pandemic. I mean, but it's you got to you got to really ignore some things to do that right now, <laughs> unfortunately. But the fact is, it's it's going to end. You know, no one's going to there's there's not going to be a terrorist attack, most likely. You know, I mean, someone's going to write a book about this afterwards that will make a pervasive argument that all considered it was a success, right? I mean, you know, there, there's there's a there's an easy way to spin this that this is a good thing. Um and look, money, money, money. The world runs on money and the Olympics is great for money because you can you can push heroes and jingoism and stories and inspiration and it's right in television's wheelhouse to show this stuff. Yeah. I mean I, I watched for the first time since nineteen ninety six, I watched um part of the Olympics this year. I was invited to a vaccinated gathering in someone's home where we watch the opening ceremony and it's fun. And we look at the cut. We, we were playing a game. There was a drinking game where it was drink every time you see a, a, a country. It was the procession of the countries. You see a country that you've uh, hooked up in. We, we were, we're expanding from, from having sex hooked up in hooked up with a person from that country or never heard of that country. So one of the three you had to drink. Uh, and that was, you know, immature and fun. And Turkmenistan um, always wins. Turkmenistan, oh, God, those Turkmen, they are hot. This is where she really needs to jump out, and she can be much better on vault than we've seen her at the Olympic Games thus far. Uh, Noah, did the inner child inside of you go for the Olympics either this year or any year like it? Yeah, I mean, this is usually our question, like, would you have liked this if you were a kid? But this did exist when we were a kid, or I guess... If the 2020 Olympics happened when we were kids. I mean, I sort of was more into it. I followed it more. But, you know, media, there was less to keep track of back then. So. It, was, it was a monoculture. So the Olympics just right. got to essentially run right. the table every time they had one. You know? Right, exactly. I mean, the Olympics were all anyone was talking about. Now it's a lot easier to ignore it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I remember having a moment when I was a kid when I thought I wanted to be a journalist. I mean, I tried a little bit. Like, I'd like to go to the, I'd like to cover the Olympics. I'm like, ah, then I got to cover sports. Like, I don't want to do that. Just because I like the idea of country versus country and I would watch events. And my rule was always, I remember when I was a teenager and I lived in Canada, my rule was if, if there's like five countries competing in a swim race, if Canada's in it, I root for Canada. 
If the U.S. is in it, I root against the U.S. because uh, I just thought we won too much, so we needed less. But if Canada wasn't in it, I rooted for the most obscure country. So if it was U.S., Germany, and Estonia. Russia, yeah. France, and Estonia, I rooted like hell for Estonia. Exactly. Uh, so I sort of was more into it. If this had happened, like I might, I talk about this a lot on the show, like I might have waved my grievance flag and said, no, it's bad. It's the Japanese don't want it and it's causing more coronavirus infections. So, and Russia only, so I, I'd be more strident in my objections. So I think, I don't know. I was more into the Olympics as a kid, but if specifically Tokyo 2020 had happened when I was a kid, I'd be less into it. Yeah, I, I never into sports. I, I've never watched sports. Briefly, I went through, I would say, a decade or so of being a hockey fan, and that was mostly based on playing hockey in, in school and in, in high school on Sega Genesis, and sort of it caught on to a actual real viewership. So wait, were you an Islanders fan? No, I was a Ranger guy back in the day. Ranger. Yeah. All right. So Islanders were a terrible team. Disloyal. To, but don't, don't they play? Oh, no, they play in Nass. Uh, they don't play in Long Island, do they? Yeah. Well, no, they did. They, for a brief time, they played in Brooklyn, which is a misadventure. But that's that's in the last five years. No, they were in, No, um, I mean, I, I, the Islanders. Where did yeah, the Islanders Yeah, play? Nassau County. They played out in um, Meadowbrook Park. So not Park. Long Island. Not no, Long yeah. Island. Yeah, Long Island. Middle of, the very middle of Long Island they played. Now, my point is, is that I didn't watch sports, and um, I'm really, really, it's one thing to say, you know, if there's a tilt between two countries, like the ice hockey thing was the Miracle on Ice, where it's like, okay, there's a clear winner. The, the thing that baffles me are these judge sports. I mean, yes. I it's so super specious. It, it is know, extremely like the, arcane. And, and like, and, how how do, how do, how are those people unbiased? I, I really you know what? I watched uh, what's her name, um, uh, Sunisa Lee's thing from the other day, and and I'm like, okay, I honestly have no idea how the person doing the commentating on Peacock is able to somehow ascertain. Oh, this is going to be the one. It's like, what does she know? Yeah. How yeah, how are these judges? They, well, those are frustrated former gymnasts, or people. maybe maybe they, yeah, I don't know. But I, my point or maybe is maybe they're just bullshit artists. I don't know. Like watching a like a triple gainer or a pike or whatever. It's like how do you judge this dive is better than that other dive? It's like it is invisible to the human eye. You can slow this thing down, but it doesn't look like anything. If, if the high speed cameras slow this shit down, and the divers and and the, and the gymnasts and everybody is they're amazing how ripped they look you know no body fat at all the yeah. women haven't had a period yet because they body shut down <laughs> you know what they actually drive themselves for is crazy yeah, um, it's it's nuts it's really nuts yeah i don't know but you know and and the, the, you know the weird thing is that i don't get the mythopoetic thing about gymnasts you know that is in particular i mentioned it earlier there is a particular folklore in America about the gymnast, that that tradition yeah. of the Mary Lou Retton, of the yeah. uh, Dominic Mociano, of the of the all these people, this character class of the legendary young 16 year or 15 year old girl, the Carrie Struggs of the world. Yeah, I'm not taking, oh, I'm not taking anything away from her, but it's like, how did that get elevated to this national figure? It's it just seems so Byzantine and obscure well, it's and a, weird. Don't you don't you think it's a little paternalism with these little girls who are, we turn into these machines? I the, mean, uh, their their bodies are crazy. And again, they why, shut, why they do shut we value down. the female gymnasts more than the male gymnasts? Uh, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. one of the few sports really where we seem to care a lot more about the women than the men. There's something a little creepy about that, right? They start out with 125 targets in qualification, five rounds shot over two days, and then these top six shooters have advanced to the finals. <sighs> Is the Olympics in general or the what's going on with the 2020 Olympics happening in 2021 
Is that in any way indicative of the end times, the end of days, the denouement of human existence? I, uh, I, the dis ah the dismount of dis, human the existence. dismount into into the flames, if you will. Yes, um, no, if, look, if you will. These Olympics have been riven and destroyed, like like everything else in the world, by by turpitude, <laughs> depravity, greed, negligence, incompetence. Uh, uh, and why and, do you hate America, Bill? Why? Uh, it's not even. A, why do I hate the human race? You know, it's yeah. the, the athletes, right? Um, save the Russians in this case and whomever like we can the Russians I think stand in as the bad guys for doping although I'm sure doping happens on many teams in many different yeah. ways so it's not really just fair to assign all this blame to the Russians even though the, the Russians are more obnoxious they're more profligate they, they have less to yeah. hide it's the Putinism the, the world of cynicism yeah. that, that's where yeah. this comes from Putin I tell you smart Donald Trump that's all Putin is smart yeah Donald no, it's Trump. true it's absolutely true so the athletes are the ones you know who, who have been aiming their entire lives like a cannon at this flawed TV marketplace you know and it's like it's it's an apocalypse maybe for them in some ways even though I don't know what Phelps gets up to after he retires or what Usain Bolt gets up to after he retires. Phelps is depressed. Phelps has openly said he's fucking depressed. He's doing ads for talk space. That's cool. I mean, that's great. May he be there anyway? I I mean, good. That's he's he's saying, look, I'm not perfect. He's admitting that there's a dark side. There was this thing that you had the Wheaties box and you had commentator. You know, all these things were supposed to be laid out for you in the future. But the reality is it's more like this New York Times article about the Chinese athletes where it's a factory. And then, you know, you come back to world and you can't integrate again. And you, yeah. you were you were rubbing somebody in a Shanghai salon and you used to be, you know, and, and you're a woman with a beard because you were fed androgen and handfuls. I mean, that's just one example. And that's maybe the most weird example is what the Chinese uh, do in terms of how they, you know, the Chinese render Chinese bodies as property of the state. There is no sense of self to some degree. And I don't think that's I'm not being. A chauvinist, a cultural chauvinist by saying so, because there are Chinese who are in the streets of Hong Kong in the thousands every day saying these 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 practices of the Chinese state overall ownership of the human body is untenable and you know lacks all dignity and human human rights and human freedoms. But I mean, anything I'm describing is not the Olympics. The Olympics is a vessel into which all this stuff is poured. So all the garbage, the contaminants and the impurities and the adulterations are going to be in the Olympics. There's no way to separate the best of us from the worst of us. So it's not the Olympics that are broken. It's, it's the world that's broken, the Olympics. That's the human race. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, look, bread and circuses, right? Like, everything's dying, but, you know, who's going to win the gold medal in skeet shooting, you know? Um, so I, I just think this could be a sign of it because, look, we can't, we're not going to solve our real huge global and it's not an exaggeration to say global problems you know we can't unite on anything because we're too busy leaning into nationalism and playing fucking games and building arenas yeah we, we don't need right we're, we're not gonna weeks. right we're not gonna solve global warming because well we're america and we don't want china to get it like fuck you like we're all gonna be in the same fucking ass heap i mean sorry to be depressed it's depressing here but, um, yeah, like, this just goes to show, like, if we're too busy doing this. This is why I say the Olympics are nice, but, like, if it were just playing games and cooling off after we do the real work of humanity, then I think it was great, right? But it's not. It becomes instead of doing the Yeah, that's true. We're not, we're not doing any of the rope pulling together uh, that we should yeah, be doing right. Yeah, to so earn this at the end of the day. How about we build fucking solar panels on top of every building on the face of the earth and then take a break and play soccer? Even relatively accessible sports like swimming can cost athletes thousands every year. 
Those expenses start as a child and only get more expensive over time, costing Olympians and their families hundreds of thousands of dollars in hopes of making it to the Olympic Games. Tell me, Noah, is there any element of jealousy uh, in, in, in your um, opinion of the Olympics? Uh, barely. I mean, I'm a little jealous of the athletes in that I wish I had, you know, great physical skill. I wish I could swim super fast or flip through the air or do spinning beautiful dives. But if I had that ability, I wouldn't be in the Olympics. I'd be using it to fight crime. Um, I'm not yeah, jealous. Yeah, for sure. I'm not jealous of, you know, how they tortured themselves to get that far. And they probably feel like a lot of their life passed them by. Um, I'm a little jealous of Simone Biles' courage because that took a lot, especially as a black woman, I guess. Uh, I am not remotely jealous of anyone in charge of running these games because, like I say, like, look, maybe it was a mistake to do it, not cancel it, but they were in a tough spot. And I almost certainly would have made the same decisions that they made. I almost certainly would have said, let's go ahead with it because of the pressure, because of the money, and because a month ago it looked like you know, civilized countries were coming out, right? So I would have said, let's fucking do it. Let's win. Let's take the win. We can do this. Let's go for it. Let's fucking do it and be legends, man. I would have said that. <laughs> um, I would have made the same decision. Even in good times, running the Olympics has to be a complete nightmare of a headache. So, you know, I I'm not jealous of them. This is tough, and I have a lot of sympathy for them. Right. So, not, not jealous. I'm I'm extremely jealous, and I think the older I get, yeah. you know, there's there's some phenomenon of being at the age we are in this perspective, and you know, uh, I mentioned Michael Phelps because I was familiar with him. I don't know what these guys look like this year, um, you know, what, but you know, the, the, some athletes have different builds depending on what sport. So the swimmers, in particular, the swimmers and the, and the gymnasts, as much as I don't think there's really anything great visual about what they do, nor do I understand it, you have to I have to have so much appreciation for the discipline it takes to maintain that build and a physique and then what you do with the skills you, you cultivate with that physique i mean their bodies are temples and fucking my body looks like the chuck e cheese and paramus for what i do to my body that's what's amazing <laughs> it looks like it looks like the uh the the amsterdam olympic stadium it does look like yeah so yeah. the girls deal with the shutdown menstrual cycle starvation handsy coaches yeah. and any number of other it's oh, and 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 even after all those things and it's like tell me that's not the folklore of what is handed down from within these sports that they know this is what the story i mean everyone who does something knows the stories of how horrible it is and guess what they do it anyway i understand their children yeah. i understand to some degree it's you know it starts off with this idea that um you kind of don't know better because you don't have perspective however Simone Biles became the inside this crooked crooked body with these terrible people running around it she still became the greatest of all time you know, and I don't know what the future holds for her. Like, what does she wind up doing with her life after Olympics? You know, com competitive gymnastics. What does that get you in life or what does it get any of these people? But I mean, that is a passion, Noah, that I have never felt about anything other than maybe Cobra Commander. So I am extremely <laughs> jealous. Of what well, you got to push do. for that to be an Olympic. Making Cobra, making G.I. Joe memes meme is, is shit on posting. the deck yeah, for, meme for the posting. 2028 LA Games. Yeah, You sidetracked me with that. Oh, I get it, I get it. But between Chuck E. Cheese and Cobra Commander in a 90-second in a period, you really <laughs> did me in, my friend. All right. Uh, so, Bill, let's talk about it. The, the, the uh, Olympian scale, I mean, I think that works here. The Olympian scale relates to the fallopian the scale. Apollonian the Apollonian scale? scale. The Apollonian scale. The Frusian Glogian scale. Uh, where on the, if we were to plot on, on a, 
Cartesian XYZ axis, all the topics we talked about in the nearing 200 episode history. That's true. L- lurking, of lurking. I don't get it. Yeah. The pop culture get off my long cast. Where does the Tokyo 2020 30 sec- games of the 32nd Olympiad rank on that scale? Well, this is a big fat whopper to me directly in the center because of, of all of all, you have all the brilliance of individual achievement has kind of been tainted and diluted, right, by a giant grinding gear, which are only satisfied after they pulverized human bones to a fine particulate powder and turned that substance into a soup to be administered to the adherents of mammon, no, no. the god that of pow- money. That powder is what they, they chalk themselves up with. It's that, that is powder. True. It's not cocaine. It's, so, it's the it's the bone dust of former uh, Olympians. Right. And so basically. with this this uh, devotional uh, sacrifice, this elder's right to mammon, the god of money, uh, I would say this is only saved by the brilliance of some competitors, you know. Um, so, no, I, I think I'd equate it with this is us. Wait, did you really when we did that episode on This Is Us, did you really say it's dead in the center? Yeah, it was it was there was so much that was well done about it, but it was also so mawkish uh, and calculated that it's like, whatever, man. The thing about a show like that is like when I go back and look at the list of things we talked about on the show, there are so many things that I like I literally have not thought about. Yeah, the minute after we turn the microphones off, it's gone. And, and this is right, this is part of the problem with media these days, is there's these shows that forget fans like loving it and having subreddits about, but like the people who work on these things and slave away and the, you know, the caterers who wake at dawn to make toast bagels and make coffee, all the work people put into this stuff that just like 99% of the world is like, who cares? Do you remember what Don, do you remember what Don Draper said? That love advertisement is love and something like that. He said, that's a dream and advertising. He said, that's what the money's for. Oh, why he doesn't say that. That's my favorite episode of Mad Men, by the way, The Suitcase. Yeah, it's a great one. Because I I feel like the heart of Mad Men is the relationship between Peggy and Don, and that episode gets at it better than any other episode. It is. That's what the money is for! Yeah. Anyway, so where uh, would you put this on the, uh, the, the Abalonian scale? I, I, this not dead center, dude. This is not This is below zero for me. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, All right. I mean, it's not at the very bottom, but it's definitely in the lower half. Uh, so if you get to the very bottom, it's like face app and, um, uh, Ryan's world and David Dobrik. So this is, I'm going to say, I'm going to spitball. This is halfway to absolute zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, not absolute zero, absolute negative a billion, negative infinity. 300 degrees Kelvin this, below zero. Yeah. This is, this is halfway to, to the end. Because again, I'd be all for the Olympics if it were just fun and we didn't take it that seriously. And we were working on, and forget, I don't, I, I'm not saying we all need to be out in the fields building solar panels, but we just need to listen to each other. And we just need to fucking listen to sm- people smarter than us and, and, and breathe and take time and help each other and just try to be good people. You don't need to be a fucking saint. Just try. Just fucking try. Just do your best to be nice. Can we just do that? Like, you don't have to be going to the soup kitchen every morning and serving breakfast. Just, like, just be nice to people. Just say thank you. Can you just say thank you? And if we were all doing that, I'd say, yeah, the Olympics are fun. Great. Have a good time. You know, make a little money because that's part of it, too. I'm, I'm, my job isn't, you know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not tending to the lepers in India. But um, 
I just think it, it, it becomes a stand-in for everything good, and it becomes it's twisting the, the spirit of sportsmanship into just utter trash, and especially this year where we're just falling down a cliff. It's just a remind. It might not be pushing us down the cliff, but it's a reminder. You know, I feel like you, and you, I'm not. You I'm not happy said, about it. I'm you not could have said the same thing after the '72 Munich Olympics. You know what I mean? Uh talk, you know, talk about I, a big fuck you from uh, from fate right there, man. Yeah, but that was all right. To the extent I understand, and I saw the Spielberg movie, and I learned about it in Hebrew school. And I visited the Olympic I, site. I went to the I went to right. the village and everything. I don't think I did. I went to Munich. I don't think I did. Um, so I think that was one specific problem, a problem, right? The, the Middle Eastern crisis. But now we're talking about a world issue, right? So I feel like it's a bigger problem here. Um, so it's a little more harrowing. But again, I wasn't there. I haven't read books, uh, any of the thousands of books written on it. So throw my opinion down the dumpster if you well, want. Well, I was there, and uh, you can take my word for it because <laughs> okay. I remember everything. Me you and, Co and Costell and you, Jim Nance were there. So Yes, Bill is uh, outing himself as a member of Black September when he was negative <laughs> three years old. Well, everybody, if you'd like to find past episodes of our show, as we do near 200 episodes, we're going to have a big... Um, yeah, I guess just a, a big regular episode is what we're going to do to celebrate 200. Pretty much. <laughs> a big uh, another episode is what we're going to have. <laughs> a big another episode. Uh, <laughs> it will be a spectacular. Uh, by the will. way, we're not. Here's what I hate. I hate when it's like a 200th episode and people say our 200th anniversary episode. No, it's not your 200th no, no, anniversary. No, that's, not, no, that's we ridiculous. Did, we did not start the show in the year 1821. Okay. It was among the first podcasts that year, though, recorded on a wax yes. cylinder. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I don't think. Yeah. No, I don't think. Under they have... uh, who was who was president in 1821? Was it still Monroe? Was it Quincy Adams? I really should fucking know this. It was uh, it was Monroe. It was James Monroe. Monroe Ficus, okay. James J. Bullock from uh, Too Close for Comfort. Gotcha. Exactly. Exactly. So our episodes are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at No and Bill Show. Write to us No and Bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at William Scurry, piping off on hot takes on uh, Olympics Olympians' bodies. That's my purview. That's my beat. Uh, and I'm uh, my, my stuff is on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/amcaesar. Noah, take it away. Uh, I am all about the Big Quiz Thing. BigQuizThing.com, America's premier providers of live trivia events for corporate and private parties. And uh, still going with the virtual events, but in-person events are back to an extent. We are, uh, we've done a few already. Uh, safe, uh, awesome, fun, professional. BigQuizThing.com, our new website uh, is up any day now. Learn more, get in touch. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at BigQuizThing. And, uh, yeah, trivial times demand trivial trivia. Well, everybody, until our next gold medal winning episode, we, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.